Bullshirts cracking a cold one open right now. Uh, Ten bucks says it's a monster. There we go. <laughs> I'm rocking Red Bull and a monster. Jesus. Well, after that breakfast, by the way, thank you, Doug, for taking us to breakfast. Um, uh, welcome to the caffeine powered podcast. Right after that breakfast, I needed some kind of pick me up. My God, that was my calories for the next two days. <laughs> Shout out to IHOP for just fucking being IHOP. So pancakes and fajitas and doug i have a question man go ahead why do you hate magicians so much because they're douchebags yeah i i I fully believe uh extreme attention uh seeking behavior is a sign of douchebaggery it's all look at me look at me i'm so special please look at me for me If when I meet someone, the first thing they want to do is show me a fucking card trick, I know you're a douchebag. It's like, you know, if I walk up, they pull out a deck of cards and pick a card, any card. It's like, okay, this guy was walking around with a deck of cards in his pocket, waiting for the moment for someone to show him some attention, and he wants someone to think he's fucking cool. But you know what? A lot of people walk around. I don't know if I can hate on that because a lot of people walk around with lots of stupid bullshit in their head and they're just dying to show it to you and, and make you realize what a fucking douchebag they really are. Oh so, yeah. You know, I mean, I guess when I, I, as you were telling that, I was thinking about it and I was like, yeah, but look at all the people that have that deck of cards in their fucking head. And they're just dying to show you the stupid card trick where they tell you about QAnon or their love of some political figure. I'm not even gonna I'm not even go, gonna go after Trump anymore because I will. It, I I don't even Trump supporters. I don't even. It's not. I hate all of them equally. And I I recently took Facebook off my phone. I'm a social media whore. I spend a lot of time on it. And I did it because I found myself getting angry over Facebook, shit that people say more than I was enjoying it anymore, right? And Adam brought up a really good fucking point. And I'm going to let Adam say it because I think he, when I said that the problem is, is I see these people just spewing forth idolatry and hubris and vitriol and just anger, ill will towards each other to the point that I have to try very hard to suppress my inner Kaczynski and (laughs) Adam brought up a really good point when it comes to social media and social media interactions. And that was, that was, thanks for the, uh, thank thank, thank you for throwing that over to me, Dan. So I was expecting uh, you to go completely silent and just stare at me (laughs) like you dirty fucker. So, uh, Facebook is inadvertently just an outrage machine because it shows you stuff that you interact with the most. And human nature is to interact and react to things that piss you off more than you react to things that make you happy and that you agree with. Because what kind of conversation is it if you just see something you agree with and say, yes, I agree? People usually have more to say about something that they disagree with. So the more you interact with it, the more it's going to show it to you, the more pissed you're going to get, and the more you think everyone's fucking stupid and they have the complete opposite uh, view as you. 
Yeah, and I just thought when he said that, it was one of those moments. You know, most of the time I think Adam's a complete fucking moron, but he had a a brief moment of clarity there. <laughs> it wasn't brief. My whole life is a moment of fucking clarity. Dude. <laughs> I got this. Dick. I got this bitch figured out. I've got right. it all figured out. <laughs> you know, brother, at seventeen, I had it all figured out. At forty-five, <laughs> I'm not sure how the fuck I get up and tie my shoes every day. Um, but he said that, and I was like, "Fuck!" I mean, just immediately my brain got on board with what he was saying and he's right because there are a ton of people out there like myself and um, well, actually like me, I hate when people do that. Not myself, me. There are people out there like me that just read something like that and then see the stupid fucking comments. And I look at them and go, you're fucking stupid. And I move on with my day. Like I don't, I'm not, there's no, positive energy I can put out into the world by arguing with these fucking idiots. Just none whatsoever. No, I mean, are you familiar with the theory of cognitive dissonance? Ish. I mean, I've, I've heard the term and I'm sure it's been explained to me at some time. Please feel free to elaborate. All right. With cognitive dissonance, uh, it's if somebody is holding on to something as a core belief and you try to use logic and reason to show them why that core belief is in fact false, uh, what they tend to do is cling harder to it. There's, uh, it's like, um, let me give you the classic example. Uh, And this goes several ways, but for me, I will bring it back to uh, you have an argument with a woman to where there was something you did or intended to do and that was taken the wrong way. And this could be male, female, wherever else, but I can only speak from my personal experience. You were trying to do something nice for someone or pay them a compliment they take it the wrong way. Now their feelings go a direction and they're upset, they're angry, they're pissed. And you're trying to explain to them, no, this was my intent. This is what I was trying to do. And they'll come back at you with, you know, that doesn't negate my feelings. Cognitive dissonance is very similar because it's not uh, with oftentimes it will be based in faith or personal life experiences or personal biases. And you can show them evidence of why they're full of shit and they will just cling to it harder. And the weird part about that is the harder they cling to that and the more facts isolate them, the more they tend to go out towards the fringe and hold on to these fringe beliefs. And that's where I think uh, we're getting at a lot of stuff right now. It's like uh, the, the whole QAnon and Trump and the whole nine yards. Uh, it's like if I want to, if it, right now I would say if I wanted to shut somebody up, I would say yeah, like if I had a Trump supporter coming at me and said, you know, Trump's done this, Trump's done that. And I would say, yeah, I know he pitched a big fit. We've finally got like 275 miles of the wall that he was wanting to build, 
But, uh, you know, I, I haven't heard about Mexico sending us a check for anything. To the best of my knowledge, they haven't paid us a single fucking penny. Oh, they're gonna. They're gonna. Oh, yeah. yeah just give it and, 10 more years. And that's and he's totally and, still president. And you're and, right. Uh, that is what people do. As you were saying that, it kind of reminds me of a of a five-year-old that's doubling down. I think it's human nature, beans. though. When you I, really solidify something in your head as fact, yeah. something comes along that clashes with that. I think it's sort of human nature, at first anyway, to sort of fight against changing your mind. And I, I think I, that – do you think that that comes from – do you think that comes from – Sometimes people, you know, when somebody is right about like, if you're wrong and someone proves you wrong and then they just won't shut the fuck up about it. Like we've all known that person. And do you think that that's, do you think, so? <laughs> there do you was think some- that some you, you would have had to have seen Adam's smug fucking smile when I said that? Um, do you, do you think that that has Part of it, it's that negative reinforcement of, oh, Jesus, if I'm wrong, I'm never going to hear the fucking end of this. I, I think and it belittles me and it makes it, me smaller. But, you know? um, I think more than anything else, it comes back to uh, people inherently believing that the, the position that they have is, is right. And yeah, people sense. don't really like to be wrong. And if you... It's one of those things. If you actually introduce something to someone and you actually get through to them to where they sort of back up and pause for a minute, it's, it's you know, very rarely and unless you've got something literally that you can physically point to that they can see that's right in front of them. Something fairly simple like, you know, when you go down this street, you turn left and there's the IHOP. And you go, well, you know, here's the street, but it's on the right. You you may get that. But uh, when it comes to something that's considered a core belief, if you truly shake someone, it's, they have to have a certain amount of processing cycles to go through that. And I forget the name of the mathematician, but she's actually done some uh, research on this and uh, various other things. And she says... Uh, made an analogy that beliefs were like clothes. People are not going to change them in front of you. Uh, you know, it's like if you make a good valid point, they, yes, they, they are going to have to both. walk away for that scenario and then process, process. that mentally yeah, and then turn around and change that belief. How, but, how weak would you look if someone was like, no, you're wrong because this and this and this, and you were just like, oh, you know what? Yeah, gee whiz. <laughs> that would that that would literally be the Jedi mind trick. And if I could, right? if if I could do that on motherfuckers, I, oh my god! See, I do that. Uh, Adam, you have I, I do no it, idea. I do it sarcastically, right? Someone else, like, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. You know what? You're right. I'm totally nah, fucking dude. wrong. You're Years fucking of science, right. All of the study that I've done and all of the you know experience that I have, but you did it one time. You're right. Bye. Fuck me. I'm so sorry. And you know, I was thinking, actually, Doug, maybe a little reverse psychology. The next time somebody comes to me, the problem is, man, is it would it would hurt. You gotta myself. you gotta take it further than them. Well, that's kind of what I was thinking, right? To Which draw like, them you know, away from their belief. XYZ is fucking awesome. I'd be like, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, he is. You know, like what? if someone was like the mood landing was fake, you gotta be like, dude, you believe in the fucking moon? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's a satellite, bro. That's a satellite. I like, dude, no. 
This is totally the Truman Show. That's it's, just painted on the fucking ceiling. That's it's all part of flat Earth. I wish they faked the moon landing, bro. It goes deeper than this. <laughs> I like this idea. I might actually start using that. Well, that, uh, you know, it goes back to the whole. You know, if somebody starts a bunch of shit, you can just out crazy them. Yep, been there, done it can that. Can be done. Yeah, been yeah, there, done that. I've I've used that argument successfully myself a few times. So one of the reasons that I have have paused Facebook or gotten away from social media, one of the things that I've been seeing a lot is the complete and total misunderstanding representation of the First Amendment of the fucking Constitution, right? People say the dumbest shit. They say, again, they peel off just racist garbage and everything. And then when anyone calls them out, they scream, well, i got freedom of speech. i got freedom well, so of speech. So do they. So does the person disagreeing with you, dumbass. Like I was in a group and the group said, it's it's a group on, on motorcycles. And then the group. Oh, wow. Imagine man, that. Weird, huh? The group uh, admins. No, said, not that you're in it, but that a conversation like this happened. Oh, on a yeah. Motorcycle right. Hey, hey, fuck you. Hey, fuck you. I mean, you're right, but fuck you anyway. Um, <laughs> well, in the commercial, Trumpy Bear was riding on a Harley. Uh, That's all I'm saying. It's a demographic. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna deny it. I see it a lot. And so they, the admin said, you know, no more political posts. Several of the groups that I'm in have said, you like, no more political. Not even COVID. We all know COVID's out there. Unless it's funny, fuck off, right? And some folks started running their mouth. I got freedom of speech. You're, you know, you're, you're, you're going against my freedom of speech. Folks, the First Amendment, and I pulled it up, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or the press or of the press or the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for redress of grievances. So basically, the First Amendment, folks, basically Yeah, said, it says right there that you can get on Facebook and say what you want. I, yeah, that was actually... It even says the, Facebook. You're right. I, being the Marxist that I am, didn't read that part because of the millions of people listening to this podcast would be swayed by my opinion. Um, the First Amendment basically says that the government cannot pass any laws to keep you from talking shit about the government, right? And that last, towards the last where it says um, peaceably to assemble. There's been a lot of folks that have bitched and moaned about the protests and said, you know, they should all be banned and protests should be banned because we have COVID and everything. Okay, fuck you. If you believe that, fuck you. And I cannot say that emphatically enough, fuck you. Because if you find any reason where peaceful protests can be banned or stopped, you're going against the First Amendment, first and foremost. And second of all, you are just begging this bullshit government that we have. See, that was me exercising my First Amendment of using that against us in the future. Right. I don't care if aliens are eating brains in the streets. If you need to protest something, I got your back. Right. Be smart about it. We're a fucking people mad. don't understand that we don't get the freedoms back after they take them away. No, the no, post 9-11 freedoms that they snatched aren't back. 
no, you'll never see no, them again. No, but keep extending those. Yeah. They'll never come. It's never going to go the other way just because COVID's over, and people don't understand that. Right. And if you if it'll be a it'll be an epidemic one time, and it'll be public safety another time. You know, there's a lot of theory that the that the people that are out there really just like that. She wants attention, dude. She's mad about something, right? She's going to show you a card trick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see a card ca- a card trick, Kitty. Um, there's that there are people, and I, there's a name for them. Where in the middle of these protests, they go out and smash windows and do stupid shit. They could care less about the agents, provocateurs. Provocateur. There we go. There it is. Yeah. Um, I firmly believe in that. I absolutely firmly believe that it happens. Um, in the middle of these protests, people that want to see the protests fail or, or have other agendas go out and fuck with stuff. They, they spark these riots and I do not believe in riots. I don't support riots. I think once the minute your protest goes to riot, um, I'm kind of down with a little rubber bullet action. The problem is, is that we've seen video after video after video where the rubber bullets came for no fucking reason. And then that does get people charged up and they do dumb shit, right? But A, you're firing fucking rubber bullets at me for no goddamn reason. I'm probably going to get charged up a little bit too. That's escalation. And they're firing them directly at people, which is not how rubber bullets are supposed to be used. And we've had this discussion before uh, when it comes to human nature and escalation to where, you know, let's say Dan and I get in an argument and uh, Dan says something inflammatory, and my response is to escalate by punching Dan in the face, and then Dan escalates the situation further by shooting me in the face. See, that's it's there. You know, people talk about ratcheting, uh, and people don't ratchet up in equal responses. Situations escalate. I mean, it's like you know the the, the classic. Uh, Ron Burgundy meme where that escalated quickly. That's that's how it goes. Yeah. Because, you know, the basic belief is if I do something to you that's horrible enough, you will never again fuck with me. So it goes, you know, person A brings it at, you know, We'll, we'll use a measurement here. Person A brings up something that's an inch tall. Somebody else goes six inches. The next dude goes six foot. And that's the way it fucking goes. So as a rather petite individual that got beat up through fucking pretty much his entire life, um, I've developed a habit, if you will, of going from zero to stab you in the fucking face in about three seconds. The fact that I've never wound up in prison kind of amazes me. Um, And it has made me conflict averse because of it, Um, where I might come across as kind of being afraid of conflict. That's not the case. The case is that I am afraid of me escalating on, because there's a, there's another term that we actually did talk about one of the earlier podcasts where like with police, if I come at you with a, you know, stick, you can use your baton and, you know, and so on and so forth. Right. And, but pulling, obviously pulling a gun, if somebody's just, you know, angry, um, 
I sorry, hearing weird noises. Um, <laughs> there's a there's a, a point of escalation that's considered to be reasonable, right? And my problem is that I tend to go unreasonable real fucking fast. And I don't like doing that. I've never pulled a gun on anybody. Never fucking you and pulled a knife. Sixty percent of Americans. Yeah, I would say I'm, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not completely unique, right? In that, in that sense. And you know, not to crack. You know, because Dan, how long have we known each other? Too fucking long. All right. How many times have I ever cracked on you because of your height? Um, probably a lot. <laughs> I don't know. It's no, you're getting me confused with other people. With everyone, see, because the th- yeah, everyone. See, the, no, I don't the, think the you thing have. is, you usually don't make short jokes. I always no. just assumed it's because they're easy and you're you're meaner than that. <laughs> yeah, uh, that that that's part of it. But <laughs> I like how call me. He's like, yes, yes, I am a yes, big yes. You deserve worse than that. that. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, well, well, and I must be mean to you. You know, because, well, you have a lot of people that they think they're the first person to ever see or say or come up with anything oh, where, yeah. that you know, they walk up to you and they start making short jokes. Yeah. Oh, it's like if I see something there and it's obvious, I know that road has been traveled a billion times before by people that just thought they were just the funniest motherfucker that ever lived because they say it and then they're like, <laughs> oh, that's every, everybody. And, and then they're fucking laughing at their own joke. And there's a, there's a couple of people that um, to this day, that's like their go-to or it's, it's all they've got is. Um, that's like asking a tall person, how's the weather up there? Uh, yeah, how's it going up there? Do you like, play basketball? Can you dunk? Whenever, whenever anybody, when I corner somebody, you know, because I like to have battle of wits with people. Sometimes they come unarmed. Um, <laughs> I enjoy doing it, right? But then you'll get those people that are obviously losing, and they'll just pull out some lame ass short. Well, uh, well, well uh, you're short, you're like a leprechaun. <laughs> exactly, and it's like. I call myself a fucking leprechaun. I I've been short. I'm I'll be 45 in like two weeks. I've been short the whole fucking time. Well, I didn't assume that you were tall and then and got, then got short. shorter, right? <laughs> so making fun of me for being short, it's it's weak. Like, and if you do that, all you really do is make my teeth come out sharper because I'm like, oh. I got them on the ropes. If that's, if that's the best they can come up with, uh, you're short. I'm like, you know, rolling up my sleeves like, oh, this is going to get fucking ugly. You know? Um, it, it's, well, that's when you get to say things like, you know, well, I wouldn't expect any different from someone whose parents went to a family reunion to meet girls. <laughs> <laughs> well, being that you're from the South and Adam is from – West Virginia, I, I probably wouldn't make that joke either. I'd feel like maybe I touched on one of your family trees at some point. So one of <laughs> the tree, you know, the family tree, no branches, just goes straight up. <laughs> it's like a palm tree. 
<laughs> oh my god. That's awesome. I like that. All right. Have you guys seen this Burger King Twitch stream fucking bullshit? I have and I think I think it's fucking genius. I it's really not do. Ge- it's, it's not genius. It's genius. Right? It's underhanded as fuck. And someone's basically stole millions of dollars from Burger King by spending $12 well, on their fucking ad campaign. I mean, you, you pay the people not necessarily to the run the, the campaign. You pay them to come up with it. You, know, you, you pay them to come up with ideas. That was not a multi-million to. dollar idea. That was the dumbest. That was I saw, dumb. Was that, was that monster you had or was that Haterade that you had a big old dope of? It's not Haterade. I, that it's sounds monster. like jealousy. Because I am a monster. Well, I think what Adam's trying to say here is he paid for a two hundred. You know, Burger King paid for a two hundred dollar dinner and got a fucking peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Pretty much. Well, but not even that. It's that it's generally accepted that if you're going to sponsor somebody, you pay them. You pay them money. You don't shove your sponsorship on them and interject your ad into the middle of their media. But they... Well, by by the same token, Adam... They agree to the price. You don't just (laughs) shove your ad into their fucking stream at whatever price you want. That's that's dumb. Well, I mean, to play devil's advocate, YouTube sort of does that already uh, because they're an ad-supported platform. Right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, but you you know that going in, right? I guess. I, and you I think, you agree to it when you when you choose to monetize your channel, you agree right. to the amount that you will be paid per ad. But I think that they they exploited they exploited a system that was going to get exploited one way or the other. That is know? something that trolls do already on <laughs> Twitch. It wasn't like a new lane that they they're fucking innovating taking over text to speech to do shit that the streamer doesn't want done. So we, we assume because we're dorks that everyone, so Twitch uh, is a streaming platform. It's been around for a minute where people sit around and watch other people play video games. Um, at least that was the bulk of it. I think it's expanded a lot. I haven't been on Twitch in a long, long time. Yeah. Some um, people do a lot of music on there to, too now. Yeah. They've gone to, uh, more than that but uh yeah that's that that's still by and large their core audience but uh adam i think we kind of hopped on that subject and i don't think you ever fully explained the scenario because you know we had uh breakfast earlier and we sort of got this out but i don't think the audience is in on the entire thing so why don't you lay out the full scenario for them all right so here's here's basically how twitch works right There are multiple ways that like a Twitch streamer can make money. One of those is the tip system where the viewers can tip you. And if you give them a big enough tip, you can have a message appear on screen. Sometimes they have text to speech turned on, which means you can type out a message and then the robotic voice will read it on stream. Ha ha. Look at you. You gave them five bucks or whatever. And there's another way that streamers can make money, which is like sponsorships where like G Fuel or somebody will come in and basically pay you to mention their product on stream or roll an ad or whatever. So Burger King hired this company to run an ad campaign for them. And all they did (laughs) 
was go into really popular Twitch streamers' channels while they were streaming to millions of people. They paid five bucks and put something to the effect of, with this $5, you could have bought a Whopper from Burger King. And they did that to like 10 people and went on. And that was the entire fucking ad campaign. And in my opinion, that's underhanded as shit because that's circumventing the proper fucking channels to sponsor someone and get your brand out there. And it's actually against Streamlabs. Touched you? It's stream. It's against Streamlabs' terms of service to use the donation box and the text to speech for any kind of sponsored ad or for self promotion. But was it sponsored? Was it's it self promotion? That's for sure. It is self promotion. Yeah. Now, in that case, if they violated the terms of service, then it kind of is what it is at that point, right? I mean, they can't really argue. Well, even if it didn't, dude, come on. That's the it's most genius. cheese fuck. It's not genius, it's cheese. Genius. It's, it's lame. I mean, it is so lame. The, That's, the, that, for, I mean, the equivalent in my mind is telling Burger King that I'm going to put their name up in so many places and I just go to every rest stop with a black Sharpie marker and write Burger King on the wall of every rest area and then take a fucking picture of that and, you know, to prove that I've done it. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's just a shitty job. I fail I mean, to see the problem with that. They then edited it into a commercial where they did it in people's streams and then basically screen recorded their reaction to the tip and sold it as a look at us super troll they didn't think we would actually do it oh my god we're fucking legends it's like yeah you gave twitch streamers five bucks dude like that literally sounds like every millennial i know so <laughs> yeah, i think that's what i, I think, said lame <laughs> i think they managed uh, you to know. Hit their core audience man i think that in, in even like you said with writing it on the um writing it on the you know the walls of the rest areas I got into advertising and promotion and shit like that when I was in bands. And sometimes, you know, like you would get a hundred stickers and just pop it up on a bathroom stall. You know, you, you just stick it everywhere because the, the theory, the concept is, is that just seeing it can be enough to sort of subliminally, subliminally get it stuck in your head. Um, been doing that with words. Verbal diarrhea. Diarrhea. <laughs> You've just been dying to press that button, haven't you? I can tell by by the the uh, the relation of your cheeks. We've to your been eyeballs. planning this for two fucking weeks. <laughs> Do you know how much shit you have said in the last two fucking weeks? Where I just wanted to go. Yeah, that's just verbal diarrhea. And I have had, it has been an exercise in self-control the entire goddamn time. I like to think but verbal all... diarrhea is now a thing. Like verbal to... diarrhea. 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 <laughs> I'd like to think all three of us have our bouts of uh, gut-busting verbal diarrhea, my friend. Indeed. Indeed, we do. <laughs> yes. I'll, 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 Why I'll, else would we start I'll a podcast? If we didn't have a yeah. little bit of verbal diarrhea problem, and we didn't like verbal diarrhea, why in the fuck would we even have a podcast? Every time someone says it now, it's going off. 
Hey, hey, Dan, or Dan. Oh, Jesus Christ. Now I'm going all over the place. Give me another one. Verbal diarrhea. 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 You recorded that yourself, didn't you? That's you, isn't it? Yeah, that's me. I know that that's going to be the name of this episode. If it's not, (laughs) I'm going to be so upset. What do you want the name of the episode to be? Verbal diarrhea. Verbal diarrhea. <laughs> diarrhea is one of those words that the more you hear it, the stranger it sounds. <laughs> so, okay, yeah. so you've derailed it. I have no idea what the hell we were talking yeah, about. Yeah, Burger, <laughs> Burger King is cheese. All go. they know is cheese. And you know what cheese causes? Exactly. I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> I, it's, you know, I, I just think that that when you, just like with Burger King, right, just someone seeing, if you were to go out and write it on a fucking wall somewhere, sometimes someone just seeing the words Burger King together go, oh shit, why I want don't, Burger King now. Why don't they just put out another video game? Like that worked for a while. Another so, video game? Burger King? Yeah. Game? Yeah. Burger King made multiple video games. Creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Did not know that. Uh, they did them back during the Xbox 360 You got days to play if, as the uh, Burger King. <laughs> yeah, if God memory sense. serves correctly. Well, in today's climate, uh, yeah, somebody would fucking stream it on Twitch, ironically enough, and it would be that fucking niche game that, you know... because Today I'm going to be speedrunning the uh, Whopper Steeler <laughs> fucking level. Yeah, I'm going to get all the fries, man. <laughs> yeah, I was all not fries run. I was not I was not familiar that they had created video games. I'm out of the loop on that apparently. Yeah, it was a while back. They stopped. There was like some kind of kart racing game, I think, where like you got to race as the Burger King and that was one where you had to deliver it was almost like it was drugs because you had to like secretly deliver whoppers to like shady guys in the city in like a back alley (laughs) that's a different kind of bag man right there that's all i'm saying that was like uber eats before there were uber eats i guess or doordash or whatever service you use and i try to use none of them because i don't want to pay 47 dollars for a fucking cheeseburger i mean you both uh because it seems like every time I've looked that stuff up, it seems they have a limited menu. Yep. And rarely the thing that I want from the place is ever on there. And uh, if you do find something, you know, if, uh, you know, somebody's running the uh, $2 for two burgers special, that's never the shit that's on there. Never. Well, no, they can't, you know. And they're like free delivery. And it's like, okay, so this is a... Uh... No, Dan. Someone let Dan have a fucking stun gun. <laughs> Not only, Doug actually recommended it. So I think he was hoping that I would stun myself, but I did that many years ago with a stun gun that I had. Yeah, I, I, I don't have to. <laughs> the, Your dog looks really concerned, Dan. Yeah, he's not. He's not a fan <laughs> of this motherfucker. Um, well, most people aren't a fan of a fucking stun gun unless they're the ones holding it. Unless <laughs> they're the ones playing with it. I, DoorDash, I've used it, right? I've used it a few times, and I do like it for those. Typically, I use it when I'm at work, and I didn't bring a lunch, and I'm craving something. I'll have a DoorDash, but it hurts every time I go to do it. I've literally paid like $24, $25 for a cheeseburger and fries. 
Yeah, right? dude. And like, I hate if you get anything substantial, it's like forty bucks. Yeah, and, and it's like when you go to pay for it, it's like fifteen bucks, free delivery, sick. And then you hit next, and it's like forty seven eighty two. Yeah, there's fees uh, on top of fees. They're like, yeah, yeah, free delivery, but uh, you had to pay twenty six dollar uh, service charge. Delivery, <laughs> but you said it's not delivery. not delivery. All right, it's a service, <laughs> service charge, charge. <laughs> because we had to we had to take on the responsibility and the hard work of taking money out of your bank account. Absolutely right. I mean, it's uh, and they. I know, like with Uber, was it California? Um, passed some legislation that shocker California passing <laughs> passing legislation Jesus Christ. um about you how couldn't have contract could, workers yeah they had to the way they had to classify their their people and so yeah. I think Uber and Lyft both maybe were like cool um we don't operate in California anymore have a great day yeah they were going to require each of their uh drivers to basically get an LLC and work for themselves because they passed something where basically your company could only have a certain percentage of contractors. They couldn't all be fucking contractors, which they are under Uber and Lyft. Yeah. So they were going to have to basically work for themselves and then like subcontract out to fucking Uber. So it was going to be something really stupid. I'm not going to say that Uber and Lyft are, you know, perfectly fair and everything they do, but I mean, I guess it depends on how you look at business, right? They're trying to find a way to make more money and spend less money, right? And that's kind of the basis of every good business. And people say, well, they don't treat their employees well, whatever. Well, that's funny because they got a lot of, um, they've got a lot of fucking employees or contractors. Or they got a lot of people with the fucking lift sticker in their car. I I think if you were going to pick one state to do that in, California is probably the worst state. Because of the gig economy that exists in um, in California, like everyone there is like a freelance fucking this or that, and they basically said "fuck you, you can't do that. You got to be full time somewhere." That's a good point. I mean, even actors and actresses, right? Are you know they tend to be their own entity and LLC and uh, things like that. You know, that's interesting. Oh, yes. <clears throat> so we have uh, construction going on at the complex right now. There are concrete trucks uh, driving around, beeping and uh, slamming things. For what so, it's worth, I can't hear it. I can't hear it through your mic, Adam. Yeah, mine, they're beeping outside my place. Oh, that, yeah, I can't hear them. So I need your yeah. mic, Doug. Let's, let's, let's see. Yeah, come on, Doug. Let's hear it straight from the straight out of Stomp. Okay. Uh, yeah, they are doing a lot of concrete work at the apartment complex that I live in. And there's a concrete truck, I believe, parked outside right now. So you can hear the uh, diesel truck running. I'm going to shut up for a second. No, can't hear it. Can't, can't hear, hear it? it? Wow. It's like a low rumble, but they've also been doing a lot of jackhammering around here. Hell yeah. So that's why I've been on mute an awful lot. Well, I assure you that neither me nor anyone listening to this is bothered by you being on mute, Doug. Um, Adam just missed a perfect <laughs> fucking opportunity for his new button, right, didn't yeah, he? That, it's like, hey, Adam, 
Adam, Adam, Adam, Adam. He just put his headphones okay, on. Give me a verbal again? diarrhea. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Yeah, verbal a, diarrhea. I'm going to reenact it for you, but that works too. So um, now you, you can't hear it. So you were saying about the Uber business model? Yeah, the, well, see, the thing is about the Uber business model. It's designed, you know, when they came out, it, it was it was more or less designed to upset the cab industry. Um, they they were going to do it. They were going to do it cheaper. The problem is, is cab companies are not, a you know, uh, it, no, you're not going to retire independently wealthy from your cab company. You can could, in could, New York. What you could up until Uber, yeah, true. And now uh, that was their whole business model to begin with was to undercut uh, cab companies, delivery companies, what have you. So the margins are going to be inherently tight, and the business model for Uber and Lyft and DoorDash, and you take a look at their current stock price. Uh, that's not really based on their, their stock price isn't really based on in reality today. Um, Cause all of them have been doing research for self-driving cars and until they own their own fleet that they don't have to pay drivers, that business model isn't really going to work. So that's why every time you get on DoorDash, you're not going to get a $5 cheeseburger delivered for $5. It's just not going to fucking happen because nobody can make any money that way. And people don't get in, you know, uh, open up a business to fuck up and create a charity. Uh, (laughs) Those people that do don't stay in business for very long. Um, and so far, you know, the, the, there's been a lot of advancements with self-driving cars, but there's also still a lot of glitches and you can get artificial intelligence in a lot of situations that it doesn't necessarily understand the full context. So while it's out there, it's not really ready for prime time. No. Uh, now, me living in the Denver, Colorado area and uh, did read a story at one point in time where we do have the fifth worst drivers in the United States. And I can attest to that because I've driven down I-25. They're all stoned. I would, I would probably take... 25 miles an hour, not 102. Yeah. Not shitty, pothole-filled, weird... There are parts of 25 that are just banked, like, wrong. <laughs> like, wrong. Sorry, Doug, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, uh, and I, I would take AI driving over what a lot of people are doing <laughs> right. out here already. Uh, I, I think, like, 75% of Coloradans should be required to not drive their car and have their car drive I them. started referring to being and, out on the on the bike, out on the mo- motorcycle, as... Dodging assholes. I'm going to go dodge assholes. Um, but I don't know living in Ohio, Alabama, Florida, North Carolina, now Colorado. I don't know if they're like, what makes them worse when you say fifth worst? And I've seen those, those polls. Is it accidents? Is it, I think uh, accident statistics, road rage, um, 
I, th- I think there was some stuff involving traffic cameras. I wonder if that's a bunch of other. I wonder stuff. if that's accounting for volume because there's more people here than most places too. You would think, right? And well, it's, it's a lot of people. It's, it's about. Places. I don't think it's just about um, the number of people. I think it's about the density uh, because yeah. if 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 you look at Colorado. Um, I encourage you to take a look at one of those nighttime uh, maps where they show how many lights are in an area. And what you'll see is you'll see a couple of population centers. You'll see uh, everything lit up around the Denver metro area. You'll see it pop up again a little bit in Colorado Springs. And you'll see Pueblos. about twice as big as uh, the Springs. And then everywhere else in Colorado, with the exception of just a couple of little spots here and there, it's mostly dark. And if I'm remembering right, I think it's either 75 or 85% of the population of Colorado lives along the I-25 corridor. There's not a whole lot west unless you're going skiing. And, you know, then the ski areas are not densely populated at all unless you count during ski season while people are there. Um, It's it's just it's everything's right around here. So and 25 being the major road in Colorado, um, it it's 25 is a fucking nightmare. Uh, because you've just got people stacked on top of people stacked on top of people. And uh, that was the thing that was really, you know, if there were any positives that have come out of this whole COVID mess, uh, it was that when this thing first kicked off, a lot of people were at home. Uh, Traffic around here was a breeze to the point where it would actually make the evening news where people were going out and getting speeding tickets for going over 120 miles an hour on the interstates, uh, because that's probably only other than, you know, like Sunday at uh, 3.30 a.m. in the morning. Uh, that's that's what the traffic level was like around here. It was practically nothing. Yeah, and if you look at a map, like you said, it's Fort Collins, Denver, Springs, Pueblo. And it's almost like in the 1800s when all the towns in the bigger towns would tend to pop up around ports, either river or, you know, uh, lake, ocean, whatever. You can see this river of I-25 and it's like the only cities that grew in Colorado. I don't think people realize just how rural Colorado actually is. Um, It's the fucking sticks, dude. And growing up in Northeast Ohio, it's not much different. I mean, in most places that you're going to wind up living, it's going to be rural. Um, rural. Yeah, rural. Rural. It's be rural. Rural. I'm um, from that one of them rural areas. Rural areas. It's one like an Alabama. Areas. They don't say oil. They say all. Oil uh, and coal. The oil and coal. Uh, it's the, the traffic has definitely been odd um, to watch it. Uh, my office building is near the highway and you can see traffic patterns and at five o'clock you'd look outside and it was just awful. It was, I've noticed there's not really a pattern on 25. It's always full. 
Right. It's just various, like, various degrees of full. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's never going one way. It's both ways are always full all the time. And it is, you know, in Cincinnati, we had 75, uh, Birmingham. What was the main 65? Uh, 65 was a fucking nightmare South of Birmingham because all of the, um, all the suburbs down there had grown exponentially, you know, just like anything, nobody, very few people live in the city. They just work there. And um, I, I made the mistake of buying property to the south of Birmingham when I did, and it uh, it was insane. Um, it took an hour to do a, you know, what was otherwise a twenty minute twenty minute ride. Um, but yeah, I've always wondered when they say that, you know, like worst drivers ever and all that. And I think, well, if you have more cars, you're going to have more wrecks and things, right? So, I'd be curious to know what they're what they're data points are for that just out of you know morbid curiosity but because i'm sure it's right because my insurance went way the fuck up when i moved (laughs) it tripled literally tripled yeah you're still a pup too it'll go down it'll go down i don't think i don't know we'll see mine's expensive because i it's even when we were all out on the northwest end of town like kind of hanging on the edge of Metro Denver. As soon as I moved down here uh, to the south end of Denver, uh, down in a Denver Tech Center, uh, my insurance rates went up another twenty percent because uh, the fucking post office tells them. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, funny fact, they'd figure it out. Yeah, the post office is like, he moved, and they're like, oh, give us fucking more money. You fucking moved. You know, it's funny. I actually, I miss Broomfield. Um, I I didn't realize how much I liked it up there until moved, you know, closer into Denver. Same, and, dude. Uh, I fucking hate how crowded it is. Yeah, I liked it at night that it was kind of quiet. You could still see the stars. Um, it was a little more open, and I... I've always wanted to own property. The most I've ever owned was an acre that our house was on there in Alabama. And uh, it was in a suburb, an older suburb back when they had yards. Um, nowadays, they would have put four houses on my lot. <laughs> you know, uh, I could have opened my own, uh, could have my own trailer park. Plus, but, if you owned an acre, you could be Dan Akerhoid. Okay, give yourself a verbal okay, diarrhea. I'm so sorry. Verbal diarrhea. Verbal diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, I'd like to own, you know, five or ten acres somewhere at some point. Yeah. To do that, though, I'm going to have a, a forty-minute to hour-long commute to work. And Doug and I are both—we both believe in whenever possible living as close to where we work. Um, as we can, you know, same way. if commute time, you can't, you can't get no, that back. No. And it's like, say you work an eight hour a day job and you live 20 miles away from where you work. That can be anything from, you know, 30 minute drive to an hour and 30 minute drive, depending upon what traffic in your area is like. And the thing is, it's like, especially if you, if, if, if you're renting a place to live, 
And I, I can see it if you've got kids and you want to get them in a particular school system and you're willing to make a sacrifice so your kid can go to school. Right. But if it's just you and uh, you have no other factors involving that and you're renting anyway, if you're renting far away from where you work, you're just literally giving your time away and your money because, you know, uh, wear and tear on your right. vehicle yeah, that was kind of, uh, that was a big is increased. You could do some math, I guess, and figure out, you know, how much cheaper rent would be further away, but it's hardly ever that much of a difference. No. You know, most of the time, if, if you're lucky, it's a couple of yeah. hundred bucks. It's, 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 and in Denver, it's like if you want, a decent sized two bedroom apartment, you're looking at the bare minimum of, you know, it's like you can do a little bargain hunting and maybe hit something here and there, but the general price point is two grand or a little over. Now, uh, if, if I move uh, either way North or way South of town, I might save 200 right, bucks. Exactly. I'm going to spend that 200 bucks. Oil changes, tires, maintenance. Gasoline, wear and tear tires. The here, you know, I wrecked my car last year, um, put it into the wall. Fortunately, oddly, didn't do any damage. Um, ice yeah, bike. I, yeah, ice bike exactly, saved your it, ass. It pushed me away from the wall. But I wasn't speeding. I wasn't going crazy. You know, I was actually, again, I grew up Northeastern Ohio. I understand how to drive in this kind of shit. Um, but you, you increase that risk. My point being is you increase that risk when you're 40 minutes away, you know, of not being able to get to, uh, not being able to get to work or, you know, whatever. Um, to me, if, if I was able to buy, 10 or 15 acres somewhere and put a little house on it for two, $300,000. Yep. That would be worth driving 40 minutes or an hour to work. Right. Yeah. If I were, if I was able to own some property, then that would be different. Right. Um, because unlike Doug was saying, you're not renting at that point. You are buying, you know, again, yep. on the average, you, you make money when you buy property as far as when you sell it. Um, my situation in Alabama was different. Uh, we bought in like 08, 09, right as the market was crashing. My joke is always that I was, I was signing the. You bought the top yeah, of the market. I was signing the. Because yeah, you didn't get 2009, you know, everything started falling off the table prices. No, it was I, like. Uh, yeah, we got the, just before that, when everything was perpetuating, <laughs> what was about to happen. Yeah, it was. Yeah. The, and for those of you that may or may not necessarily be educated about how the housing crisis affects affected properties, especially more than anything in rural areas, um, for anybody that's <coughs> excuse me old like me, you had the. Uh, Price is right, and you had the uh, hill climber dude that they played the yodeling song while he went all the way up. Dan literally bought just before the yodeling dude fell off a fucking cliff because, uh, if I remember right, I remember you saying you paid around 
dollars $150,000 for that house. It it was somewhere in that neighborhood. And then literally the next year, there were so many foreclosure signs up around Dan's neighborhood that he took a look at what similar houses to his were going for, and it was ninety nine thousand oh, dollars. Yeah, one so, went for fifty nine, and did uh, it not come back up? Not for a very long time because we it was two thousand and nine, and then we left. Um, we beat me and my ex wife. We left um, in twenty fourteen. Moved to Florida for a job for her to uh, in Florida, and in that five-ish year period, no, it, it never really recovered. And I remember our realtor uh, came and, you know, we exchanged pleasantries and then he was just, he just was just like, no. And we were like, no, what? You can't sell. And I'm like, who the fuck is this dude to tell me I can't sell? So he starts throwing comps in front of me, which are just packets that show, you know, how other houses have sell, sold around you. And there was one that literally... Yeah, ninety nine, about a hundred thousand was the the average, but there was one that went for fifty nine thousand. Um, it was a foreclosure, and like they had they had ripped all the subflooring out, so you could oh. see the beams, and you could you know look down into the dirt because they were redoing the they were redoing the floors. And I'm like, well, wait a minute, I put this giant deck on the back, I poured concrete, we redid the yard, I redid the fence, the doors, the windows, you know all this stuff. Yeah, I know. Doesn't matter. Go, Bedrooms, right? bathrooms, number. Yeah, it's. Uh, it's two bedroom or three bedroom, two bath. Oh, that's that's pretty much how they do it. That's when. So when people get on me, so I bought another house in Charlotte when we moved there. A beautiful house, I love that house. Um, and then a year later, my company moved me out to to Denver. Um, bum bum bum. Yeah, <laughs> one dollar, um, which was cool. I like Denver, I do. But when I got out here. I realized very quickly, one, that I couldn't really afford a house. I can. Let me let me rephrase that. I could. When I say I can't afford something, in a lot of a lot of examples, it means I don't want to pay that. Like that's not something I want to stretch myself out and do because I could probably get a mortgage somewhere around what I'm paying rent, because like Doug said, that's about what I pay. Um, it's really Half a million dollar house out here is a reasonably right. priced house. 450 is kind of the start for a house. And that's what, 16 to 1,600 square feet to 2,000 square feet, something like that, you know. And I paid 225 right. for the house in Charlotte. It was 2,200 square feet and it had completely been redone in 2009, right? It was beautiful, beautiful house in a, in a very established and, and wanted neighborhood. Um, the 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 housing market out here is just absolutely insane. Um, honestly, if I were yeah, to buy, it, I would it, I would like to buy outside anyway and get some get some uh, some land, some property. Yeah, I like having bonfires and, and the, having people over and things like that. And you can't do that in an apartment complex. They get really mad when you. And weirdly enough, right now, while almost the rest of the country is experiencing a downturn in housing and houses are getting are cheaper. It is actually going the other way here because right now interest rates are low and people are trying to buy up houses while they can to the point where 
housing prices during COVID, I believe they've, since this whole thing started, housing prices have actually gone up. I think it's either 15 or 20%. And we're back to the bidding wars (laughs) where um, for an existing home, people are, uh, nobody's getting asking price. Everybody that actually sells their house is getting 15% over asking price with all sorts of concessions like we don't give a shit what comes up on the inspection we'll pay you cash and we'll pay you 15 percent more than what the house is listing for Uh, i remember the reason why i have not even considered buying a house since i've been living in the denver metro area I had uh, several uh, people who I worked with who were trying to buy houses at the time and houses will go up on the market around here when it is like it is right now. And that house may be on the market for a maximum of 72 hours. The person that wins the bid uh, makes all sorts of outlandish concessions. I remember one specifically, a guy lost out on the house because they paid cash for the house. They paid, I think it was 10% over asking at the time. And along with that was a paid vacation to Europe to where it was a <laughs> seven-day European trip that was included in the sale when they got oh, beat yeah. out because, you know, these people went out to the house and they said, yeah, we'll pay you what you want. You don't have to fix anything. We kind of like the way that it is right now. And they lost to somebody who came in with cash, 10% more and a European vacation. What kind of offer is that? I just. One that fucking like, works. Yeah. Well, think about it. Think like, if, if you own a travel agency or something and. Just well, the only way to escalate from that kind of offer is to bring in like fucking two kilos of Coke and be like, here. <laughs> Here's two kilos and a blowjob. Yeah. Let's boom. do this. Let's go. <laughs> do we have a deal. Do we have a deal? Well, uh, you know, the way it is around here right now, somebody would come in and say, well, I've got three kilos and I'll do anal. That's that's the way it is around here right now. God. <laughs> and the, but the thing is, he's... he's He's not wrong. I mean, that's why I haven't even attempted to look at anything that would put me near where I work, you know. So I am uh, I am very, very interested in buying and we'll probably look into it next year, but it's going to be outside of outside of where I work, which means I'm going to have to buy a new car, too. So I'm going to be buying a new house and a new car kind of at the same time. So my thought is next year buying a new car and then about two years from that, um, getting a, uh, getting a house. All right. And on that note, (laughs) I think, uh, I think we're going to call it a day (laughs) on this one. (laughs) <laughs> we may run this out another half hour or so <laughs> no 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 I think we're good I'm currently about to shit my pants <laughs> yeah 
And uh, speaking of which, all you people out there, uh, anybody that's listening, Both thank you for listening. I and feel fun. free to uh, use the phrase verbal diarrhea from now on as verbal much as possible. Verbal diarrhea. Calling somebody diarrhea. out diarrhea. on their bullshit. You would. That's right. <laughs> uh, oh, shit. Peace, assholes.